Another day in Studio 258 mm-hmm. with our uh, famous quote. It's just say you miss 100% of the shots you don't take when Gretzky, Michael Scott, still will pod. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> we should have all of our guests sign this whiteboard and we'll quit the podcast once the whole whiteboard is filled up. What if you have to use it? Then I'll take a picture of it and I'll use it <laughs> and then I'll put it all back up there. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. That'd be crazy. Uh, welcome to the Steel Wool Podcast where we scratch the surface of all the conversations that we ever have. Never going more than just the surface. Nope. Just the top. We just It's like a scratch and sniff. We just want to smell like, I like that. Yeah. what could possibly be there, but we don't want to crack the can open yet. Uh-uh. Uh, the car's too new to smell the whole scent. Yeah. If you want uh, more detail on it, that's what we have the internet for. Yep. You only uh, come to us if you want like the Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're the people that give you the references. You mm-hmm. never cite Wikipedia. You cite like the websites that are cited by Wikipedia. Yep. Speaking of getting cited, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at SteelWoolPod. You can leave us a voicemail at 209-250-7527. Leave us your thinky thoughts, uh, ghost story, whatever we talk about. You know, you just say hi even. Just quick hello and hang up. Uh, no voicemails yet. Becky, I'm still waiting on that. Yeah, we're hopeful, though. We're hopeful. I don't think my mom watches or listens anymore. Oh, she'll listen one day. When uh, once the once the dough's rolling in, that's when, that's when everybody <laughs> wants your attention. Yep. <laughs> Leave us a voicemail at steelwoolpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us at steelwoolpod.podbean.com. That's right. We uh went to a with a hosting service now, which is super nice. Mm-hmm. So now we can like link to stuff like, hey, check out this video. It'll be in the show notes, and we'll actually have show notes now. So you'll know what we're uh, actually talking about now. Yeah. So, yeah. That, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. Um, I mean, you get nothing in return except for the kind, the, the warmness in your heart you feel after doing a kind deed. <laughs> I felt warmness in my heart after I gave us a five-star review. I did too. So leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify. helps us get our podcast out there. We're also on Stitcher, TuneIn, and the Google Play Store. Yeah. So what's our grade three topic? Is that your story? Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. Trent <coughs> has story time with Trent. Insert nice piano music and crackling fire now. <laughs> All right. So... Tell us about your work. What, hap- what happened? You Because you came to me and you said, I've got a story. And then you left it at that. Oh, yeah. So I got a story. So uh, <clears throat> Tuesdays and Fridays, I have truck days. So basically, that's when uh, we get more product into the store. And which I love that it was my last truck day on Friday because I don't have to come in at four in the morning anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's dreadful. Uh, And then this is probably the best one to end it on because there were two truck drivers and I don't know if they were uh, 
husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend. I don't know. They looked like they're probably about in their mid to late thirties. Okay. So they I mean, they looked fairly young and she, it was weird. She was wearing like some like tight dress. Okay. But I, I don't know. She, it was interesting. And she was the one driving the truck. So basically wearing a dress. Yeah. Okay. So basically what um, the truck drivers have to do is they take off their trailer that has all the product in it. Right. They have to back in, take our trailer that has fixtures uh, and just like mannequins, stuff like that. Right. They go hook it up and then they have to take it somewhere else just to get out of the way. And then they go back to their trailer and back it in uh, with the doors open. So we just go get in the truck and then uh, start bringing the boxes out and everything. So what she did to start off was she took our trailer all the way down to it was past, uh, you know, like rooms express. That's right. Right there. It's basically, it's a store that's right next to ours. Oh, okay. She took it past that. And then if you know, like where the, uh, where the opening is, uh-huh. uh, right by right. Yeah. It's right by Petco. So that opening yeah, to yeah. like, and it goes like you pass by like a habit and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that back way that you can get in. That's dead right. end. Yeah. So they took our product pretty close, like over there. So that, like they didn't not know our product. to stop it. I, I honestly <laughs> don't know because did you wish watch them pass by? No. So they didn't, they didn't like pass. They just drove off. Okay. So they drove straight forward and just kept going straight and then unhooked the trailer and then had to back the semi all the way back down, hook up to their trailer, and then do that. What? So first, that's where she went wrong. So they, in the first so they place. drove past. Oh, sorry. Whatever. So like, where so they drove? <laughs> I was supposed to say where you work at. I got a mark. <laughs> so, so they drove uh, past um, where they were supposed to drop off at. Yeah, you can seriously and just then left your trailer over there. Yeah. And so then came back and got their trailer. Yeah. What a lot of people <laughs> do. Yeah. What a lot of people do. What a lot of the truck drivers do is <clears throat> they'll take our trailer and they'll pull forward and then they'll back right in uh, right to where our uh, big compactor is. Right. Yeah. So like, cause it's going to be like the same amount of space. You still can't go over to the, if you're looking at it, like going out, you can't look, uh, or you can't uh, go f- too far to the right or else you're going to hit the compactor. Right. So that's why a lot of them put it there. So I don't know why. They took it all the way down past like a few stores and dropped it off there and then back the semi all the way up to their trailer. That's so weird. Yeah. Hooked it up. And then so what they, they have to open up the doors and... Uh, what the doors have on the side of the trailer, mm-hmm. they have like a little hook. Right. It's not like a hook. It, it's almost like one of those little uh, things like in doors, you know, like the little slide lock. Like that up there? Yeah. It, it like kind of like there. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you mean. Yeah. That. So it's basically like just to hold the door in place. Yeah. And so they get that. You have to come back with the doors open and everything. Um. 
so that like we can take out the product once you're uh, connected like to the dock, basically. Yeah. So she's coming down. She's backing up, and we already see that she's messing up. And so yeah. she has to. She she realizes it too. So she stops, pulls forward again, backs up, comes too far to the left, backs or goes forward again, backs up again. She's still too far to the right, and I don't know if she knows <laughs> by the at this point. But she's backing up, and then uh, once she gets like connected to our dock, she's about three or four feet off, and like, so like f- too far away. No, too or, uh, or too, too far uncentered. to the side. Oh, okay. Yeah, uncentered. Sorry, I'm doing like hand gestures, like yeah, people no. can see me. It's okay, they're backwards to me too, anyways. Yeah, so she's too far, uh, too far over, and there's this huge gap on the other side where like we can see through, and um, there's like this little there's a little ramp to where um, if we need to get the dolly and bring stuff out or like a pallet jack and bring stuff out, yeah, um, we can just easily roll over that, so we can't get that ramp down either. So my manager has to go out and tell her, hey, you need to <laughs> redo it because we can't get any of the product out now. And so she's like, oh, okay. So she, she's pulling forward. I think like what she didn't know is that we have um, this yellow pole right by our compactor so you okay. don't hit it. Yeah. The door ended up scraping against that and unhinged. It like unhooked. Oh no. So the door now is kind of swinging freely. Oh no. And she, so we're just outside watching it. And the other guy that was there for truck, he's like, dude, get this on camera. Did he's you get like, it? Yeah. So I didn't get it. My manager did. And I want him to send it to me. Oh man. So if he did, then I would be able to like play the sound. <laughs> Oh man. So what happened was um obviously like the door isn't um what do you what do you call that? It ha- well, it has like no give to it. It's a metal door. Yeah. With hinges. Yeah. And so it only swings open and closed. It can't, you know, bend. Right. And yeah, get around it, things. Right, yeah. So it gets stuck onto our compactor. It doesn't hurt the compactor at all. But the door gets stuck onto the compactor, and as she's pulling forward, it's trying to go forward, but it it doesn't want to. Oh no! So you just hear this crunching sound. That's just oh, like, man, this oh like, my god! Slow, like that doesn't sound yeah. good. Sound, and yeah. you're like, you want it to stop, oh, but man. you can't because she has to pull forward. Right. Yeah. And oh my gosh, this it's just like incredible because <laughs> I've never like experienced anything like that. It was just hilarious. So he got it on, uh, he got it on a camera. You can even like, it's really dark out. It's four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, but you can still see it from the light that's coming through our warehouse. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you just like, you just hear it crunching the whole way. And then we go back inside and look at the door and the hinges on the door, it just you see it slowly start to spread out away from the trailer. Oh no, pulled away. Yeah. And the bottom of the uh the door is just bent. Oh, it's bent gosh. upwards. And then um So wh- y- there's another guy there too? Yeah, so what was he doing the whole time? 
Wait, which one? With the guy with us? No, because what didn't you say there was oh, a couple the guy? in there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was just in the passenger seat. Is watching? Just tagging along? Or Yeah, I guess so. What if, like, what if he was a truck driver and he let his girlfriend or something do it? See, that's what we were thinking. That's what, <laughs> oh, we, that's man, what we that's thought. that's so bad. Yeah. And so, um, so she pulls forward and then she's going to back in again. She's still off a little bit. She doesn't come all the way down. She goes halfway down the little ramp to yeah. connect to the dock. Yeah. Uh, so she has to adjust a few times and finally she gets it. So we get there at four in the morning. All right. That's when our shift starts. The truck was already 20 minutes late coming from Modesto. So that's already 20 minutes that we weren't able to start. Yeah. By the time she was done and it connected the dock so that we can start bringing all the boxes out. It was, I think around four, 515 520 or so oh geez so like She's an hour and 15 minutes late yeah and so we but i mean luckily it was, a, it was a really small truck and we we got got it all out within 40 minutes jeez so Have that you ever was, had to unpack like a super full semi truck oh yeah, yeah. what's in there is it just clothes or <clears throat> so no it's all the product that we carry in the store so it can be anything from apparel to bikes it can be weight sets um Jeez. it can be uh like treadmills gun safes uh so yeah just anything that we carry in the store that's what's going to be on the truck and luckily the so like a small truck to us is going to be like in the 200s like that's like a really small truck 200 like items yeah it's like 200 pieces so 200 piece truck is going to be 200 boxes Dang. So 200 different boxes are in that truck. And that's a super small truck. Like, and that box can be any size. It could be a, a gun mm-hmm. safe size. That's yeah. one item. Yep. Well, obviously, it's one item, but yeah. Yeah. Dang. And uh, what's the longest you've taken to unload a truck? Um, Probably like, uh, I want to say maybe an hour. That was pretty fast. Yeah. So I mean, like, you, uh, so you're not going straight from the truck though, straight to like to the display. No. No. So all what we do is we have like this long snake that we bring in. So someone's inside Mm. the truck putting the boxes on the snake, throwing it down, and then we take it and put on pallets. They had that at TJ Maxx. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That uh, um place of hell. So anyway, I hate TJ Maxx. (laughs) I hate you, TJ Maxx. Yeah, so they'll yeah. get no sponsorships by us. <laughs> yeah, none. This is the last time I ever hear their name on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so it's a broken door, then, huh? Broken door. And now the door's on their semi, right? No, it's not on their. It's on the trailer, which I mean, it's their trailer, so it's like. Oh, okay. The, oh, yeah, but it's on. It's on the. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's theirs. So it's that not. That sucks. Yeah. This um, guy's like, probably has to report back to his boss and yeah, make up some story. Um. But yeah, that's not it though. Oh no. That's not that's like that was just like the beginning of like that was just like the morning and everything. Um so when she was done with that, like we got all the boxes off and everything. And uh first of all, I think they were they're also new. These because people? yeah. Yeah. Because they gave us the wrong papers for us to sign off on. They gave us, I think, like Stockton's papers. Oh gosh. Yeah, and we're like, uh, these are the wrong papers. She's like, oh, sorry. 
And uh, it's actually my boyfriend's job. I'm just <laughs> trying it out. Yeah. And then uh, so they go and then uh, once you tell them that we're all good, they take their trailer and have to drive all the way down to where ours is. They park their trailer, unhook it, and then hook back up to ours. And I don't know why this lady is still driving. <laughs> so, but she's she has to do it all. And uh, so she has to back our trailer all the way down, all the way back down. Oh, gosh. And I don't know why. It would probably be easier for her, easier for her if she just drove all the way around again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, she backs up. Oh, and gosh. She probably goes about, I want to say, like 100, 200 feet and already messed up. Like I'm watching her from the dock. Well, and with those long, like we have trucks when we when we fill up the trucks of almonds, they're about as long as a semi. Mm-hmm. They're if you get off a tad bit when you're backing up, you gotta start over. Yeah, because it yeah you'll knock out a tree or something for us. But yeah, and so she's already off. She has to pull forward, adjust, and then back it down again. Uh, how many times do you have to adjust? Um, I think, I think only once. At least backing down that way. Yeah. And then so once she got closer to us, she uh she was already messing up coming down uh our ramp to connect to the dock. And so she has to adjust and then she's too far over to the left the second time she adjusts. So she instead of pulling forward, she's trying to crank it. Oh no. Yeah, and the thing you can't is do that with those You know, like you know how big like a moving truck is, right? Yeah. So Rooms Express, they have their moving truck right there. And then, like, this tent mm-hmm. that has, I don't know what, like, what's in there. It's a bunch of homeless people running around. Probably. That's what we think. <laughs> and that one, one day, there's like a whole bunch of them are just going to run out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the scattering owners, rats. The owner's going to come in and be like, What are you doing? And be like, Oh, boys, run. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So she tries to crank it. The semi ends up. It didn't hit it too hard. But it bumped no, into that. No. Tr- it bumped into that truck, and like we're like, oh my gosh, she just hit the truck. And uh, I think like she knew it too because she was like, it stopped immediately, and she had pulled forward. Oh no! And then back this, up again. Man, you had to sit there and watch. I feel like this all happened in slow motion too. It was like oh when you're gosh. watching it. The guy, uh, the other guy that was doing truck with me, he's like, dude, it's like a car crash. It's oh. bad, but you don't want to look away. Yeah, and it's happening super slow. Yeah. And Jeez. so uh, so finally she gets it connected. And then we kind of, like, we go about our day doing whatever we need to do. And I take my lunch at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, like we have to take it at yeah. our fifth hour. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I, I'm driving home for lunch. So I go out, um, like over by Petco. Yeah. And so I'm going to that light. I see them. They're still, they're stopped on the side of the road and they take, uh, like a ratchet strap and they're trying to like bend that door back. And so they're, they're still like, they're still there at nine o'clock. And they're, so do they have, I wonder if they had anywhere else to go after that. No, we're the we're the last truck. Thank goodness. I, yeah. Oh man. And because that's the only like for five hours to to park, like essentially two trailers. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh gosh. And then, uh, so yeah, because oh, the bottom of that door was bent, and that's where it uh, latches to close it. So you can't oh, really yeah, do anything. You can't go anywhere, really. Yeah. Yeah, I will say backing up is difficult, but it's not that hard. Yeah, it's not that hard. We and two. So when we fill up trucks at the ranch, um, they're they're called doubles. So it's two trailers. Oh, yeah, hitched yeah. together that equal the length of a, probably a semi trailer, mm-hmm. and so when you turn, you, you're you're hinging at two different points. Yeah, and so it's way easier to back up like a semi because it's just one hinge point. Yeah, it's a lot more difficult with the. Yeah, and I've two. I've had to turn those. Um, I've had to back those doubles, probably in a space tighter than the parking lot out here. Jeez. And it, it took me a while just because I'm going so slow. Because like if you like breathe to the left, some it's, yeah. you have to pull all the way around. And the way our like we pull around a pump, and the way our pump is, it's like if you have a full truck, it starts to like tip a little bit when you go around oh. the hill. That's kind of scary. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and she's in a dress the whole time. Yeah, she's <laughs> like in this tight dress, and it's just it wasn't working too well with her. I should say no. Oh man, yeah, that's funny. Well, I'm, they're gonna hear a big old bleep early in the episode. When you <laughs> say the name of your job, man. I'm hungry. I can go for some Taco Bell right now. Another bean burrito ASMR. <laughs> yeah, dude. I had so I was sick. I guess two weeks ago now. Yeah. I don't know what I had, but my tonsil was like in the middle of my throat. <laughs> and so I took steroids. They gave me steroids because I went back the second day because it hurt so bad. And I, you've seen it. I broke out so, it was bad. Yeah. And it's like my back is just now healing. And I got some like sensitive pimples around my nipples. <laughs> but it's going away now. People are like, yeah, did you have chicken pox? And I would, I went <laughs> to a dinner with, uh, I never, almost never have face acne. And I went to dinner with uh, two of my friends, and they're making fun of me. Like, you're going to get carded everywhere we go. And <laughs> gets to the to Hawks, and they're like, can we get him a sippy cup with some warm milk? <laughs> like, you guys are mean. It sucks, though, man. But I'm glad it doesn't give me the runs or anything, that medicine. Or else we'd end up like this guy in this video we're going to listen to right now. <laughs> There's cussing, so you're going to hear some cutting out, because this is, this is a clean podcast. Family friendly. Family friendly. If you have kids, uh, they might catch on to the words you're saying. So uh, this is a radio show. I'm pretty sure this guy is also the uh, co-host of this particular radio show. So here it is. Just like we all touched shit before. No, I've never shitted in a tissue before. You You touch shit every single day if you shit. Like, you don't wipe yourself? It got shit in the tissue when you wipe yourself. You don't know how to get the... <laughs> why are you touching the shit? The tissue no. is for the shit. That's what I'm saying. You you grab shit no, all the no, time. No, no, no. You're not saying that. You don't. Yeah, you you're wipe. wiping. You grab the shit. You don't grab... Why are you grabbing hold shit? Hold on, hold on. Do you got so shit you stuck me, in your ass while on, you're taking... <laughs> are you telling me that y'all just let the doodle fall in the toilet? Y'all don't catch it every time? Yo. I am about to leave, bro. How do y'all take a shit? <laughs> these ass, I'm about question. to see this shit, bro. <laughs> my nigga. I've been catching my shit all these years. Now I'm more disgusted than like, I feel like I can't continue. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm 
My stomach. So hold on. So y'all just sit there and shit right and come right out. No way. What happens if you got no the runs or something like that? Yo, what do you do then? That shit, you wash your hair? Why you people wash their hands? Yo, shit in your hand, bro. What the <laughs> shoe? This is worse than I thought. Dude. Have you ever, to be honest, have you ever done that? No. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> this guy, he has to be, what do you, how old do you think he is? Uh, I, too old to not yeah, know. He has to be at least 30. Yeah. 30 years. Oh, Thir- my And gosh. we have no evidence that he didn't stop doing this after this happened. We can only hope that he did, though. 30 years of pooping into your hand. With tissue. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> he he said that like as if like that just justifies everything. No, oh, it's it's with tissue. Oh. Thirty years. I, let's let's go let's say he's twenty. He's not twenty. But twenty years you've been pooping in your own hand. Oh. And what is up with the parents? This guy not have parents? He grew up in the wild or something? This guy must have never had parents teach him how to wipe. I don't I don't understand this. Maybe he has some sort of weird fetish. That's a weird. That's like one of the weirdest fetishes. And then she goes, "What about when you have diarrhea?" He's like, "That's why. Why do you think people wash their hands?" See, that makes me skeptical now of like who Dude, I shake hands with. I think I've kind of told myself you can't worry about that because you'll never shake hands with anyone in your life. Oh, they hear that worried about, but I mean, not that you couldn't be. Yeah. Uh, I mean. <laughs> that's so gross just oh. the, like I can't wrap my brain around that like how like you think that, that this is how to do it yeah you, like you this is it normal and then place it yeah in the toilet what like where's the logic in that I don't know like what what yeah I even like before we were civilized I guarantee we didn't do it that way uh-uh. do you don't see dogs Swatting their poop as it comes out of their butts. Oh my gosh! Could you okay? Just imagine like picking up your dog's poop and feeling that, but it's like three it, times bigger. Isn't it's yours? And it's yours in your hand, like fresh. That's like going up to your dog as he's pooping and catch it. And your hand is only so big, and sometimes you have really big poops. Yeah, can you think of like wrapping around and going onto your wrist? Oh, I, it had to have happened. That's why you wash your hands, though, oh. according to this guy's logic. <laughs> or maybe he learned how to, like, break it off in chunks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's some different techniques. Yeah. Some nice sphincter moves. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sphincter ninja. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> sphincter ninja. The word sphincter, it sounds German. It probably it does. Is. Sphincter. Yeah. Oh man, I, I we wanted to play that just because it's a uh, it's gross and people are weird and yeah. see you never know you never know with people. That guy is definitely either it just hap- so happens that he mis- misled his whole life or he's definitely killed someone before, and this <laughs> is just one of his weird fetishes. I have this one pimple right now, right above <laughs> my nipple. And it hurts so bad. 
See, this would be like Katie's dream. No. Okay, she goes, she goes, because I had him on my face, and Caitlin goes, let me let me feel that. I'm like, okay, so I'm thinking she'll like just rub her yeah. finger over it, and uh-uh. she digs her nail in. Yep. Oh. So I just, I'm just going to oh, feel it. I'm just going to feel it. And then she and scratches your face off. And she'll hold the back of my head oh. so I can't get away. Christina does that because I have to my nose, and I have blankets on my nose. Mm-mm. And she comes so close to snapping the cartilage right off. Yep, I I do not let her touch my nose, just oh. because that's like that's like the one thing that I cannot handle is when I have a really sensitive nose. And like I can I can like pinch my own nose and stuff like that. Yeah, like if it gets itchy or whatever, you just right. like yeah, yeah. But someone else doing it, I cannot. It's a no go. No, like that's like my one thing. If I'm ever like messing around with someone and like someone just barely like nicks my nose, I immediately just like, I switch (laughs) and I'll go insane. Dude, that's funny. Like that's the same thing with my sphincter. (laughs) If anyone's poking my butthole. See, that's a no go. That's a no go. If your hands are anywhere down there, they have no business being that close. (laughs) Oh, it's funny. Oh man. Okay, so we've kind of lost ourselves here. What's our second topic? I told I didn't print anything out, and we actually didn't decide on anything either. Um, what was the second one? Second one? Second one? Second one? Um, I um, I think it was stress. Was it stress? Stress, yeah. I think it was, yeah. Stress is a. Uh, it's a weird concept. It, what is it? Mental stress is a weird concept, I think. Yeah. Because obviously, like, muscle stress and everything, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all, even mental stress is normal, but, like, like, muscle stress and physical stress makes more a lot more sense than, like, mental stress does. Yeah. I don't, I don't, like, what, what stresses you out? See, I don't know. That's another thing that's weird about it. People handle it differently. So mm-hmm. honestly, unless it's like a big event or something, I don't know when I'm stressed out. And, yeah. I, and I won't know until like I have like this breakdown or something. And it happens every so often where it's like, I'll just have like a breakdown. Yeah. <clears throat> but like stuff like stresses me out mm, would be, uh, I don't know. See, I feel like, uh, like it's almost like coming up short on something. I don't know. Yeah, it's almost like when someone asks you like what stresses you out, it's like you don't really know until you're in that situation. Like, it's just like hard to think of things. Yeah. Until you're like in a situation yeah. where it's happening. Like, like stuff at work never really stresses me out. But like like my father in law, he gets super stressed during harvest. And Maybe I'll be that way someday too when I like have, you know, when I have have ownership in it and it's like, yeah, if we don't have a good harvest and I don't get paid as well type yeah. deal. Um, but yeah, like I'm just like, and I I think I'm a very low key person anyways. I don't think I stress about much stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, but then you differ between what is what's the difference between stress and worry? Oh yeah, because sometimes I would say he's stressed about harvest, and other times I would say he's worried about harvest. Um, I feel like worry is almost kind of like scared. I feel like it's closer to being scared. 
than anything. Not necessarily that you are scared. Right. <clears throat> but I feel like that's like the closest thing that I can think of. Yes, yeah, more it's more fear. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. The definition of worry is give way to anxiety or unease. Allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. See, what's interesting about this first definition, it says to allow your mind to dwell on difficulties or troubles. Okay, let's look up stress now. Oh, not a stress. <laughs> In stress. Pressure or tension. Uh, a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very, de- very demanding circumstances. That makes more sense. Yeah, so like worries, worries with a lot more anxiety. Yeah. <clears throat> And I would say worry is also a result of stress too. Yeah. But like, so different, and then different things stress people out. I think it's somewhat of a universal thing that stresses people out. But there's not a universal way to handle stress. Yeah. And with me, it's like, I don't know, I don't have any stress to handle because I feel like I shove it deep down until it explodes. I don't know, something like the only thing that I can think of is stress is probably the reason why I don't really want to work in a restaurant again. Really? Just, yeah. Just because stress from work like that, I feel like is unnecessary stress. You know, it's stress that you shouldn't be putting on. Obviously, yeah, it's a job. But, I mean, there's other jobs that you can get. No, maybe it's like not that simple or anything like that. But me being me, because up there I was working two jobs, right. and that was a job that was stressing me out. Um, <clears throat> and like where I'm at right now, like my job, it's there's no stress at all. Yeah, it's because I watch people back up slowly and don't even worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't even get stressed about that. Yeah, so I'm like, that's your fault. And yeah, uh, yeah. So I think just like the reason with the restaurant job is that like obviously sometimes it wouldn't be stressful but like I I only worked uh Friday Saturday and then Sunday nights all those nights so all dinner shifts on the weekend yeah so busiest time of the week yeah so I mean good thing is I'm getting tipped out really nice like did you work in the kitchen though no, I was uh, so I wasn't old enough to be a server, so I was a host slash busser. busser. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then uh, just like a lot of the time, because with me, when I start, uh, when I'm like at a job and everything, I want to be like the best possible worker, best possible employee, coworker, and everything that I can be. Yeah. So I want to help everyone else out while trying to do what I'm trying to do. Right. And um, just like a lot of that was just like building up and everything. And I like every night I was just like running around all over the place. Um, Cause it was a really, it was a fancy Italian restaurant. We get really busy. The people there, are old rich people that uh, get cranky if they don't get what they want, like mm-hmm. right away. Where's my spicy meatballs? <laughs> With the hands in the air. That's exactly how it went. And Trent's like, sorry, sir, I'm trying my hardest. 
Yeah, and so like, <clears throat> just like with stuff like that, and then I would even get stressed out. I wasn't a server, so I would even get stressed out if like their food wasn't done, which is a result of the kitchen. Right. I would get stressed out because of that too. Yeah. And so like, I, it was just like, I was always stressing about stuff. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be like, all right, like you need to cool down. Like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I love those environments. See, like, I don't mind like an environment, like a fast paced environment. Like I'd rather have that. I get more stressed at my slow paced environment than I do in like a restaurant setting. Mm-hmm. I've never worked in a restaurant, but I've worked like at, um, when I was a master's commission, we had to do, we had to work these shows. And so we'd staff these huge conferences, like Microsoft conferences. There's a cardiology conference one time. Some of them were super fast paced. And it's like, I have no answers for Like you get there. It's your first five minutes there. People are coming up to you. Where's the bathroom? I don't know where the bathroom's at. Just got here. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's over there. S- send them away. And I don't get stressed about that stuff. It's like fast paced. I'm learning. You learn the whole layout of like a huge conference center, like the Moscone Center within like an hour of being there. Yeah. And I never got stressed in those environments. But like I had one job where I worked, quote unquote, worked 14 hours a day. But the only time I actually did something was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I was counting the other staff, how many were eating in those. Mm. So I would sit in the same spot. I would would move. I was supposed to sit in the same spot from 6 a.m. until 8 p.m. for five days straight. So doing that stressed me out. But, like, I could be upstairs running around the whole day. I'd I'd be, like, thriving. See, yeah, like, I don't mind. I actually, like, I do like fast-paced environments. I think maybe it's just because of that, like, the people and that environment around you think me. You get maybe st- that was what was stressing me out. Do you think you get stressed because a lot of it in that environment specifically is out of your control? A lot. Of, I think so, yeah. So, like, even you doing everything you can, you still rely on, like, four other people mm-hmm. or four other parts of the restaurant. Yeah, because... Even I realize that like this is kind of off topic, but with driving, I like to be the one that's driving because I'm in control. Trust me, so do I. <laughs> oh, I got stories on stories. <laughs> it's actually just one story I like to tell over and over again. But go on, onward. You, um, you like to be in control. You like to drive. Yeah, so I mean that's like kind of like I I like to be the one that has control over the situation yeah. instead of being in the passenger seat. Right. And, you know, like, say, like, oh, you're coming up too close on a car. You're like, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, I just, that's funny. I was just going to say that because, like, Christina will drive and she'll stop way too late. But I'm like, I did the same thing, though. Yeah. I like the same exact stop, but it's not stressing me out because mm-hmm. I'm in, I know I'm stopping. Yeah, I do that, too. But it's like when someone else is doing it, you're like, you don't know if they're going to stop or not because yeah. you're not on the pedal. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, so maybe it's a control thing. And now that I think about it, I feel like a lot of stress in life is just a lack of control. I think, honestly, it is. I think that's... I want to say that's one of the major things. Even, like, even procrastination. People get stressed out because they procrastinated. Yeah. They're stressed about their own lack of self-control. Exactly. Dang, that's deep. Wow. We're only on grade two. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So there's a book that uh, a friend of mine, he has, he has his master's in um, marriage and family therapy. He recommend I re- read it. Um, it's called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. Because ulcers are a cause of stress. Mm-hmm. Or they can be at least. Like uh, I get, I usually get mouth ulcers um, like inside my mouth. And sometimes it's from drinking milk, but other times it's just from a lot of stress. And this book is basically talking about how zebras live in a very, what we would call a very stressful environment. They don't know if they'll get water that day. They don't know if they'll get food that day. They, at any moment in time, could be devoured by a lion. Uh, they could die of so many different things. They could, they're certain, they're in zero control of every aspect of their life. And they don't get the same physical ailments that we do when we get stressed. And we know, I know I'm going to eat tomorrow. I probably won't die tomorrow by the hands of someone else. Um, I know my lights are going to be turned on. I know that, you know, I'm going to have clothes. I'm going to have a mm-hmm. job. I, everything, all my needs are met. You know, everything is in abundance in my life. But I still get stressed and it gets gives me physical ailments. And just like the rest of the world, mm-hmm. humans at least. And so it, I guess the, I haven't read the book yet. I'm going to get it this week. But it, the book talks about how like they they can't even handle their own stress, and they don't get ulcers. Zebras like they they don't have stress management. Mm-hmm. But we have all these tips and tricks we can use to manage our stress, and we still get ailments and everything. And it's just it's, it's just weird that it happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm not no zebra. Are you okay, man? You're like choking out over there. Just have to get some water. <laughs> I told you last week one of the pastors here takes a sip of water <clears throat> I just spill all over myself <laughs> uh, but yeah so do you have ways to manage your stress um <laughs> not really <laughs> no I kind of just get stressed out until either until you catch the I'm, poop and throw it at the fan <laughs> yeah if you're that one guy on that, <laughs> on that clip <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of the time, like say like if it's with <clears throat> a school assignment, with if, it, if it's with work, I won't be done stressing until it's over. So once like I'm out of that situation, right, I'm not going to be stressed anymore. I feel like I don't, I don't deal with the stress. I deal with the situation. Hmm. I see. So, so you eliminate the antecedent, is what we would call it. Mm-hmm. You don't modify the behavior. Mm-mm. Maybe sometimes I'll think like, "All right, I need to chill out," but that's rare. Yeah, that's rare. That's probably I'll, when your stress <clears throat> is getting pretty prevalent. Yeah, and I can I kind of think like stress actually kind of keeps me on my toes. It kind of. Well, yeah, so that's why that's another thing, too, is like, okay, you know, physical stress, working out is, mm-hmm. a, is a, to a degree, can be super healthy. Yeah, exactly. It's stronger. Yeah. And it's the same thing with mental stress, too. Mental stress as well is a little bit of it is actually going to make you a little more resilient. Yeah. But like, how much is too much? Exactly. And if you're like me, you don't know how much stress you have at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just going to burp right to the mic now. 
if you don't know how much stretch you have at all, then it's kind of hard to gauge how much is too much. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, oh, gosh, what was I going to say? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, <clears throat> like, I feel like it's, it's good to have stress. Like, I feel like if, if you don't, if you don't stress out about anything, I feel like you're a lazy person. I feel like someone like that is used to having no control and people yeah. take over for them. And like, not that this stresses me out. This kind of goes off like the lazy thing, I guess more. But, um, sometimes like, I just, I don't like to stay in bed past like nine o'clock. If I, if I don't work or anything, like I like to be up. And yeah. Like, Cause like, I feel like the morning time is my favorite time of the day. Yeah. See, yeah. I like that too. Like if I have a couple of days off, I'll definitely sleep in. Mm-hmm. But like we go on vacation every year at the end of the year during winter. And it's like the first three days I'm sleeping in and whatever. I get up past yeah. nine. Then like after a couple of days, it's like I got to get up and do something. Yeah. And that's when I was sick. I was literally in bed for two days straight. And I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. And that I think that just kind of stressed me out too. I don't know though. Or I don't know. That more might be worry for me. Yeah. Um, you know what stresses me out too is when other people are lazy. Yes. Because yep. that's the same thing as like the car where it's like Christina's driving and she's stopping late. And that stressed me out because I don't have control over it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, dude, it's like you're, that's like almost like in a different sense, you're breaking too, too like late. But yeah. I'm just in the past, I'm just watching it happen. Yeah. You yeah. Just like, like, get up. Yeah. Like, you got to do something. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, it's just like, I don't, like, I'm not like a lazy, like, I obviously I can be lazy. Yeah. I have no problems with being lazy. But I don't know. I'm kind of like a person that likes to do things. Like, obviously, like, during the middle of the day and stuff, if I have no plans, yeah, I can lay down, I can watch TV you know, go on my phone, stuff like that. <clears throat> Even then, it's probably after you've taken care of all your responsibilities. Exactly, Mo- yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's just like I I don't like really lazy people. Yeah, there's definitely a threshold of, like, laziness that I'd, yeah. I'm okay with. Well, yeah. I mean, I can deal with lazy people, but it's when, like, they're not, like, they're lazy all the time and they're completely reliant on someone else yeah yeah and that goes that i think that goes back to the control thing Mm -hmm. of yeah i don't know i don't know it's weird really you can't control what they're doing what they do in their daily life and yeah it's a weird thing to stress out about though (laughs) yeah it's so weird like to or like stress or even worry or whatever to stress out about what other people are doing. <clears throat> yeah. So yes, this is a National Institute of Mental Health. Five things you should know about stress. Number one, stress affects everyone. It's pretty much a given. Not all stress is bad. It's a given. Number three, long-term stress can harm your health. Health problems can occur if stress responses go for too long or become chronic. 
such as when a source of stress is constant or if the response continues after the danger has subsided. Different people may feel stress in different ways. For example, some people experience mainly digestive symptoms, while others may have headaches, sleeplessness, sadness, anger, or irritability. People under chronic stress are prone to more frequent and severe viral infections, such as a flu or a common cold. I wonder why that happens, though. I don't know. I, I, maybe... I, I, I would get physical stress mm-hmm. yeah, doing that to you, but like mental stress, how do, why do you get a cold from that? I I don't know. The only thing I can think of is like if it's, I don't know, making your brain tired, and then that way you're just kind of getting like mentally exhausted. I guess, and, like, I don't know. Well, then, uh, two constant stress on kids is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, this one study found that they were looking at the effects of h- how divorce um, affects kids' coping skills. Mm-hmm. And this guy found that um, children who grow up in homes that are high conflict homes so their parents are always fighting all the time and never resolving conflict Mm -hmm. but their parents never divorce they end up with poorer coping skills and i think it's because it's just the the long drawn out stress of and and never having resolve Mm -hmm. it's like my my, I, i think every parent fights yeah but I don't know if it's the same with your parents, but my parents would physically, not physically, <laughs> uh, visibly resolve the issue too. Yeah. So it wasn't like they would go fight in secret and hold this tension and this tension was never released. Yeah. There'd always be resolve. Mm, I feel like, oh, sorry, go on, go. So like resolve, and that's why like coping skills, when you cope with something, you're resolving something. Yeah. And so if you're growing up in a home that has never resolved and it's just high stress home, then you don't ever learn how to like resolve the issues either. Exactly, sense. yeah. But that still doesn't that that makes sense mentally though. That still doesn't answer the question of how do you get a cold <laughs> from being stressed? I don't know. Number four, there are ways to manage stress. Recognize the signs. Talk to your doctor. Get regular exercise. And it's funny because this guy that I hang out with, that's a psychologist, he he notices like, yeah, you're a lot less stressed when you're working out more consistently. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, you don't talk about stress as much when you're working out because I work out with him. Mm-hmm. We, we used to work out together. But it's like, I think I stress myself out too. Whatever I do, I got to do it like all the way. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like working out. It's like, I'm not just going to work out three days a week and no, it's like, all right, in four months, here's what I want to be lifting mm-hmm. or here's what I want to weigh. And he's like, you just got to go in and just don't set goals. Just work out for half an hour. Yeah. Do the same thing every day. Who cares? Yeah. That's interesting. Set goals and priorities. Conflicting with what, <laughs> what you're stressed about. <laughs> Number five, if you're overwhelmed by stress, ask for help from a health professional. Well, I feel like with the with the goals thing, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like it's saying maybe oh gosh, I don't know how to like word this. But maybe it maybe we're I'm overemphasizing the control thing. But maybe setting goals small goals might give you a sense of control. Yeah. I feel like to motivate you. Yeah. I feel like in like your sense, how you're saying like, this is where I want to be. Yeah. I feel like with doing that, it's like, I have to. Yeah. I got to get there. Yeah. I yeah. have to be here at this point. Yeah. But I feel like if you're doing like little like goals, like say like, 
oh, like in a week, I want to do this or like, uh, or yeah, just yeah, no, like I mean, save no, up like a little stuff. bit of money, even like stuff like that. Yeah. Like next month I want to have 150 more dollars. Yeah. Shoot. I'll take 150 bucks next month. <laughs> yeah. So I do that a lot too. I stress myself over goals like that because like I have to do it all the way imperfectly. So it's like I'm going to the gym. I got to be there at 6 a.m. This is my set time. This is my workouts. So if I wake up and put myself in the position to where I'll get there at 6 one, I'm just not going to go because I've already the, the day, the workout <laughs> day is done because I didn't meet the goal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, well, you can show up late and still do something. Yeah. I feel like uh, with exercising, like exercise is very therapeutic. It is, yeah. Because um, I, don't, I feel like you're just releasing a lot of stuff. So say like if you have like anger and stuff like that, you can take it out lifting. Or yep. even if you just need to yep. like calm down, go for a jog. I feel like that's always like a good thing to do. Put your jogging pants on. Exactly. It's like Theo Vaughn says in the future, you're going to have pants that jog for you. <laughs> That'd be amazing, but still like lose the weight. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. If you had if you had pants that jogged for you, you wouldn't lose weight, would you? Would you sweat? Like from uh, moving? No, because your your muscles aren't doing any work. You would sweat from like maybe <laughs> being hot in the pants. I'm just imagining like your whole upper half not even moving at all, but your whole bottom half is just like yeah. jogging. <laughs> well, maybe you would because you have to balance yourself. You maybe, keep yeah. upright and everything. And I think your hands will just naturally move. But, like, if I sat there and jiggled your leg around, <laughs> you're not going to get any stronger or lose weight. It's just, you're just going to jiggle around. Yeah. You're going to jiggle all that weight around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jiggle the fat cells right out of you. <laughs> Chronic stress can exp- and exposure to emotional events can cause a psychogenic fever. This means the fever is caused by psychological factors instead of an actual virus or other types of inflammatory causes. In some people, chronic stress causes a persistent low-grade fever between 99 and 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Other people experience a spike in body temperature that can reach as high as 106 when they're exposed to an emotional event. And this happens because your body is perceiving a threat. That's so weird. There's this another study, and I got I to gotta find it so I can actually send people a link to it because people are starting to not believe me. So it's how powerful your mind is. So there are people, two people had like major invasive surgery. One person had regular surgery. They had um, anesthesia. They went down regularly, whatever, regular surgery. The other person was given VR goggles, and they were told to play a game. Well, given no numbing, no anesthesia, same invasive surgery, reported zero pain and recovered twice as fast as a regular person. Wow. They got cut open with yeah. no numbing and no anesthesia. That's insane. And it's like that's how powerful your mind is that if you if you divert your mind enough to something else, you won't feel yeah. what's something else. But I feel like your mind has to be like a hundred percent there. Yeah. And so I don't know. I don't know exactly how they got the person to do that. Maybe they, maybe they, um, told them that this wasn't invasive surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know how they would do it. Maybe they told me they're going to sleep in this like. It was a super dreamy game. 
Maybe. And so maybe the, maybe the game took them from like, oh, this is totally fake to like slowly reality. Mm-hmm. And so they thought they were dreaming. I don't know. Again, I got to find a study. That's how powerful your mind is. And like I used to work out with uh, this guy, Caesar. He was a uh, ranger. Crazy stories in ranger school and, and in Iraq and stuff. And we were doing like dumbbell bench press one time. And he was like, he's probably doing like 75 pounds, something like that. And we were doing like, you know, three sets of 10. And he was, he was pushing himself. He wasn't like struggling, but he wasn't, it wasn't like easy for him. And like, so 10th rep, he was kind of just pushing a little bit. And I'm like, Caesar, go do the 100 pound, 110 pound dumbbells. He's like, I can't do that. I'm like, dude, come on, just try it out. <laughs> and he's sitting there and he's like slacking himself out. He's like, I can do it. Got the 110 pound dumbbells, did 20 reps, like nothing. 20, Dang. number 20 was nothing. It put him back. I was like, dude, you're just sitting here struggling <laughs> on 75. And it was like, he's like, it's all in your head. I'm like, well, my head must be pretty small because I can't go pick up those 120 <laughs> pound dumbbells and, and rep out 20 reps. Uh, yeah, your pa- mind's pretty powerful. What's the most you've done about bench pressed? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't do a lot of dumbbell bench. Maybe 80s. Really? Mm-hmm. How many times? 10. The most I've done is 110s for five sets of five. And then I get on the flat bench and a barbell, maybe 150. See, that's where I can do a lot more. Isn't that weird though? I so I, I I did the I guess if you add those together, two hundred and twenty pounds, mm-hmm. but I've never gone past one hundred and seventy five on barbell bench press. And the one time I did actually, the guy I was working out with, he had me go to the bathroom. He put the weight on. He said, "Don't look at it when he came back." I didn't mm-hmm. look at it when he came back. I did one hundred and eighty, I think, twice. And I was like, "Oh, that was kind of easy." Like, yeah, that was more than your rep max. I'm like, "Yeah." How does that happen? Yeah, a lot of the time, whenever I put on weight. I'm like I will not I won't count it until I'm done doing it, ah, and dude, then I'll that's add so it up. Weird. Why, why does like why does knowing affect how much you push yourself? I think because it's like, not like you lose motivation. Like oh I'm, I don't want to actually do 80, 180 pounds or yeah. whatever the weight is. I think maybe because you're just like that's like that's heavy. Like you know that it's gonna be heavy. One eighty like a warm before you, isn't it? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've. I've squatted 415. I've curled average, and I've never broken 200 on bench press. We'll get you there. At least barbell. We'll get you there. I don't think I eat eat enough to to break my rep max. You eat a lot, though. Yeah, but it's not like good food. I I really don't eat as much as I used to. When I gained, so when I was in high school after I quit football, I was going to the gym twice a day. I gained, I don't know how much muscle I gained, but at the end of two months, I looked skinnier, but more bulky. I gained 20 pounds in two months. Dang. I was doing German volume training. Have you done that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, GVT. Oh, yeah. And I, was, I did that for four weeks. And when I was doing GVT, I was eating 3,200 calories a day. Jeez. So in the morning, I would go before school. i go do the German volume training, head over to McDonald's. Oh, no, after school, I do German volume training, head over to McDonald's. I would get four McDoubles, four large fries, <laughs> a large uh, sweet tea, and I'd eat that after every German volume training workout. I'm, I'm young. I can, I can handle the bad food. 
mm-hmm. and I'm going to work it off anyways. So got to be a good amount of protein in there. And then my friend Matt gave me this monster mass like um, protein. Dude, the size of that scoop is the same size you use for d- detergent yeah. for the laundry. Yeah. And so I would just drink it out of the blender and I'd fall asleep with the blender in my hand getting <laughs> like a food coma. I can't aff- I can't afford that stuff anymore though. Yeah, that's crazy. I think like my my sophomore not sophomore year, my freshman year, I was probably hundred and seventy five pounds. And then I was doing like like what you're doing. Well I was <clears throat> I was working out maybe three times a day. Some days I would. Yeah. because um, I would go to football in the morning. Right. And then A period. Yep. Yeah. And then uh once football was over, that's when I was doing like three times a day because I'd have football in the morning and then I'd have track after school and then I'd go to Bonsu and work out there right after track. Dang. <clears throat> and I was doing that, uh drinking mass gainer and I probably got up to two oh five uh Dang. Within I wanna say like the summer going into Sophomore year, man, it's twenty five pounds. Yeah, yeah. Which that's like if that if that was just fat, you'd be dying. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine gaining just twenty five pounds of fat in three months? Oh gosh, that's so fast. That'd be so hard to do. Well, I feel like if I just completely let myself know. go, I couldn't even do that. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird when you get bigger, but you you also get skinnier in a sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'd be bigger, I'd feel heavier, but it's like I can also start to see my abs a little bit. It's a really weird trade-off. I don't know I how that feels, like, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten below, like, 10% body fat. They say, like, 8% is where you can see your abs pretty well. Yeah. If I flex really hard, I can see my abs, and I stretch my fat down. I have one really big ab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when I was talking to one guy, he said, you, you, know how you, want, you know how to get to see your abs? So first of all, eat like a crazy healthy diet. But second of all, stop working out your abs. I was like, why? He's like, because what happens to your biceps when you do curls a bunch? It's like they get bigger. If you do a bunch of ab workouts, they get stronger and bigger. Mm-hmm. But that just leads to it bulging more yeah. and not necessarily getting cut. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. When I was doing German volume training too, I do a minute of planks between each set. And so I would oh. walk out of there, like, and I think I'd keep track of my phone. I think the most I did in one workout, not in a row and not at one time, but I think the most I did in one workout was like two hours of blanks That's in total. Horrible. And I'd be, dude, I'd rock solid abs. Oh. You can see them, yeah. but they're <laughs> solid. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I got to quit talking about it and actually start doing it again, though. Yeah. For people that don't know, GVT, German volume training, is 10, 10 by 10. So you do 10 sets yeah, by 10 reps. You do 100 reps of. Is, is it every workout or just major workouts? I think it's just major ones. I never did it with squat, though. I normally do it with squat. So I did it with... Because that's another thing. My legs get... My thighs get big so fast. Like, mm. they would start, like... My pants... My waist fit, but my thighs and my pants... Yeah. Like, they feel tight. <laughs> but yeah, I never did it with uh, legs. I would. I never had the stamina. I just do five by five. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude... German volume. If you have the time, that's nothing too. It took a long time to do. Yeah. So when I went in the morning, if I went in the morning, I had to start at like 445 to be at school on time. 
What are we talking about? Mm. What do we, what do we have? Uh, what do we have next? What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the Y2K people. Yeah. Which you know way more about than I do. Well, actually, I don't know a whole lot. I just you know, know not to talk about it. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard it on a Theo Vaughn podcast, and he was talking about how there's Y2K people still underground. What do they do? Like and do they, they know? They, they have like bunkers and stuff, and like I, <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, I actually I looked it up too, and there was this guy that came out in 2015. Gosh. So 15 years, he didn't know that the world was, I wouldn't say fine, but. (laughs) We're not fine. (laughs) Not, not to what people during the 2000s. Yeah, we've done, we've done okay. Yeah. We we did. People are still alive. We didn't crash. There's no apocalypse. Yeah. And like, could you just imagine that? Like coming out and then like, you just see like a like a jogger years. just pass right by you, and you're like, "What?" With an iPhone 10 on their arm, yeah, and a wireless earbuds, <laughs> dude, that'd be insane. That'd be like that's like when Captain America, you know, wakes up from the ice for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Did you think about when someone came out in 2019? What what do we have, have that's insane right now? You have cars that can go on autopilot, Teslas. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you do have the AirPods. You have face uh, recognition on fa- phones. Yeah, that unlock um, your phone. You have cell phones. You have Donald Trump as president. Donald J. Trump. Could you? Could you imagine? <laughs> like you go up. in. Remember thinking that he's just a businessman. He was on Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a president of the United States and friends with Kanye West. And uh, he just got what it was it was Khalifa ASAP Rocky ASAP Rocky out of got, prison. He talked to the what well, uh, was it Swedish? Was it, yeah, I think it was Swedish. S- yeah, he talked to the Swedish. Is it the president that they have? Got, just government. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. And he got ASAP Rocky out of jail. You, yeah, you wait. This that is the apocalypse. What a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be, dude. Ah. Uh, and like even just cell phones in general, like yeah. they had maybe flip phones. Yeah, Nokia's. Yeah, and you have just a full-on screen in your pocket now. Yeah, razors, air pollution, <laughs> global warming. Do you believe in global warming? Do you believe in Do you believe that global warming is a crisis? Uh, I don't think it's a crisis. Uh, Christina would. Scissor kick you in the face. See, that's why I'm. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's why I didn't want to answer because like the people. I, that, so, so I, I don't think it's a crisis, but, but that's not to say I don't think we should be doing stuff to help the environment. See, yeah, I mean there is air pollution, there's pollution, and there is warming. Yeah, but I don't think it's like we're fine. Not, not like I'm not saying we need to keep on doing what we're doing. I think there's definitely ways to improve the environment. And yeah, I mean there's always ways to improve, but it's not like. We're dying. Mm-hmm. And in fact, ice caps have actually like quadrupled in size in the past 10 years. And like, but some of them have melted though. And that's the only ones that yeah. get like the stories. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to very, I'm going to limit what I say on this because I'm not <laughs> too educated. <laughs> but okay. You wake up, 
20, imagine waking up 20 years from now. Not, not, sorry, I'm sorry, not waking up. Going outside for the first time 20 years from now. What do you imagine we would have? Oh, I don't even know. I feel like... Because we advanced so fast. We did. But I feel like... Dude, 100 years ago, we just got the light bulb. <laughs> but, okay, when you think about the year 2020... Yes, which is next year. Yeah, next year. We're four months away. Yes. Or, or five months away. Yeah, so when you think about that, when you're a kid... Thinking all the way to 2020. Yeah, dude. I was you're expecting thinking, to float around in a car right now. Yes. I was thinking about flying cars. Like the Jonas Brothers song, Year 3000. <laughs> that came to my mind. Not much has changed, but we live <laughs> underwater. That song used to scare me something, a little bit, though. Something great, great granddaughter. Dude, there's a fight out here the other day. Really? Yeah, they were on... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna say we're location. They're on a location, and I was like, "Oh man, let's go ahead and stop this." And then they went to that back alley over there. This kid got whopped in the back of the head and the body slammed, and they shook hands and left. At least they shook hands. Yeah, I mean, respect. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, you're three thousand. But yeah, like, okay, I, you just, and now that I know, like, going in, like, next year is gonna be 2020. <clears throat> I feel like there's just gonna be advan- advancements on top of like the advancements that we have now. So I feel like yeah. more more cars are going to come out that will have like autopilot or even like like the the self-parking cars too. You see that's crazy. Yeah, like par- <laughs> parallel parking. Yeah. I mean, we need robots for that cuz mhm. It's like it takes me longer than it actually should <laughs> to parallel park <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, like that. I feel like computers are going to, I don't know this for sure, but we can look back on this in 20 years. I feel like computers are going to, at least Apple computers, are going to start to look more like the phones where it's just going to be like a full on screen and then the keyboard is going to be projected as a screen at the bottom, but it's still part of the, it's still a screen. Huh. Like, you know, like how it folds down. I feel like all yeah. that's going to be a screen. Hold on, though. So if you had a screen like that, if you had a keyboard like that, where it was just projected and you're typing on a on a desk like this, mm-hmm. I feel like I would suck at typing like that. No, I'm talking about it's projected on the computer. It's, so it's not, sorry, not projected. It just shows up, but it's basically like you're tapping on a phone. It's like you're texting. But, where would, but there would have to be a screen, though. It's not on the desk. Where would you type at? On the computer. Like this? No. Dude, that you're explaining the iPad Pro right now. That's what you're explaining. No, okay. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Listen. So, it looks exactly like no, no, a no, computer. No. Hey, you listen. <laughs> it you, looks... You know, hang on. <laughs> you listen. Is it playing? Yes. This is it. This is our future. Can you sing along? <laughs> Dude, they sound so young. It does. This is such a lame song. <laughs> yeah. 
Why? Okay, if you came from the future and told my great granddaughter was doing fine, I'd be like, "The freak do I care? I'm dead." <laughs> okay, so this keyboard, yeah, it's on the computer. So yeah, it so looks. Like, so this screen right here, I'm talking about laptops. Okay, this laptop. Mm-hmm. So you're saying what the keyboard is would be a screen? Yeah. For what though? What are you gonna put on that screen besides the keyboard? For more uh, screen surface. So you can have more That's things. That's like watching TV on a folded piece of paper, though. <laughs> so think about it like, um, you know, like the computers where you can set them up and you can drag things over to the other computers? Yes. I'm kind of thinking about it like in that way, where you can have like open tabs and just more space okay. where you can yeah. have. Do you that. imagine there being a hard 90 degree angle break in the screen or like a full, like a like a swish more? Uh, I feel like it'd be more like a gradual little swish. Like a curve. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's what you think next year is going to hold for us. Not next year. 20 years. year 3000. 20 years. Okay. 20 years. In 20 years, I think our laptops will be in our eyes. Did you ever watch the Black Mirror episode? No. Um, Oh, is that the one where like the mom sensors what the kid sees? No. It's, uh, they have like a little implant behind their ear and basically like they can, uh, like it's recording everything interesting yeah do you think that the government is spying on us hmm. hold on though people that came out in 2015 they weren't around when the planes hit the towers no wow they come out there's been a terrorist attack there's a mass shooting at least once a month there's insane stuff happening. Oh, gosh. Sandy Hook happened while they were under there. Jeez, can you imagine? You walk out, where the tower's at? Oh, yeah, thousands died. And some oh people think it was gosh. Bush that did it. It's like, what? Who's Bush? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude. I also find it coincidence. I don't, I think it's not a coincidence that our presidents now line up, like their terms line up with the actual years. So like Bush was in office for eight years and his last year was 2008. Mm. You know how like mm-hmm. in, the, in the 20th century, do you know how many times people didn't finish any of their terms? Mm-hmm. We just so happened to end up back at zero. Hmm. Conspiracy. Move over, Shane Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw something on Netflix that I really want to watch. I forgot what it's called, but it's talking about how like there's a secret society in the government. The Illuminati? No, it wasn't like the Illuminati. It's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it, hurt. it hurt us. The government's <laughs> listening, and they're like, all right. They're, trying, just- to, they're trying to poke my sphincter through this, <laughs> through this chair. <laughs> Have you seen that video where, like, the guy? Oh yeah, (laughs) on the new show or whatever. It's like live TV, right? Yeah, dude. And that thing had to go up (laughs) his butt. There's no way. 
<laughs> and he's like so nonchalant, like, oh. <laughs> like, I don't like he just the way that he reacted, it was like there's nothing that he could do about it. <laughs> oh, he was like, the bottom of this chair just went up my butt and I couldn't stop it. And it's at least half half a foot. Oh yeah. And it's this like rod, like <laughs> two inch rod. It's 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 a comic. It's like almost like a magic trick. Like, did that that thing must have risen as he stood up? I'm hoping. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's the government, man. Uh, they know. He probably said something about it, and they're like, "Do your thing." He goes, "Yeah, do you guys hear about the secret society?" <laughs> oh, my sphincter. <laughs> Okay, that's the new name of the episode. Oh, my sphincter. <laughs> oh, gosh. That video is honestly, like, I, I think I have it saved somewhere. <laughs> um, like, uh, I, I think I sent it to myself on Twitter. So do you think there is a secret society in our government? Um, I mean, I feel like there could be the possibility of it. It's not saying, like, secret society, like, running the world uh i feel like not people well, not what people think is the illuminati i feel like the possibility of like everyone's collaborating yes i i i would believe that conspiracy if i heard it probably <laughs> yeah like republicans and dems they're they're all they're collaborating within the government with each other I feel like that could be a possibility. Yep. I feel like, I don't know, just like, I don't know. I don't know where I was going no, with this, but. I got you. Yeah. You should read with me uh, Secrets of the Federal Reserve. Have you ever heard my dad talk about that book? Uh-uh. It's a, I don't know if you would call it a conspiracy or not, but essentially it talks about how the uh, federal banking system essentially runs our nation and has a, and our nation has a super sketchy like foundation like founding yeah. because of this like these people met on this island and did some I got to read the book but my dad read it when he was like by my age and until like ebooks came out mm-hmm. he said he couldn't find it anywhere he couldn't search for it couldn't find it anywhere dang and now you can find it cuz you know people you can get it for free a, a pdf for free online now mm-hmm. but yeah Wait, don't we know that the NSA does uh, spy on us and stuff? I don't know. Because of Snowden? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, dude, go ahead. Like, Yeah, I have nothing to hide. What are you going to find? I think it's just people get mad because it's an invasion of privacy. Yeah, but they unless someone told them, they would never know. Mm-hmm. So what is there to be like mad about? Yeah. The the thing that freaks me out is when, not really like freaks me out or anything, but when I'm like talking to someone about something and then I'll see it on my phone, like a, a day later oh, or something. Yeah, yeah. Because Garrett was even talking to me. He said that uh, uh, I just bought a whole bunch of coffee from this coffee company. It's called Bones Coffee Company, which is it's really good. Oh my gosh, got an ad for it. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> Yeah, and then he said that uh, like a few days later, he got an ad on his phone. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The first time I heard about that, Kelsey said she was um, she was like in another room, and they were talking about dog food for Charlie, 
and like cat food and stuff for some reason. And there's an ad um, on the TV and on her phone for the, the brand That's of weird. dog cat food she was talking about. Yeah, your phone's always on. Mm-hmm. It's the microphone's always on. Even if you turn it off, yeah. you can turn it back on. Mm-hmm. The thing that's funny that I think is that like if they're looking like through our cameras and stuff like that, just like I probably look awful. Yeah. Like when I'm looking down at my phone, you just see like all my chins. FBI man loves you though for who you are. Oh, I hope <laughs> that's what they're getting. You're on your phone. Ah, oh, this guy again. <laughs> Wish he would put a paper bag over his head or something <laughs> when he's surfing Instagram. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I would. Be, I would wouldn't be surprised if there was like a, you know, secret society somewhat. Mm-hmm. I think secret society throws off what I'm actually thinking about, though. Like, yeah, not secret society, but I feel like there's there's a, an agenda. Yeah. So okay, with the mass shootings, do you think there is an agenda behind those? Maybe not by our government, but a certain uh, party. Yeah. Mm. Do you think they're setting up? Uh, do you think they're essentially setting up these mass shootings? Sometimes I believe that they are because Garrett, I told you about this. Garrett kind of put that thought in my head where what if it's like the Dems that are setting these up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you told me about and that. then right before the shooting, they put all this Trump stuff on their social media. Yeah. And um, they kind of blame it on him being a Trump supporter. Yeah. Which I don't know. It just, it seems like sometimes they could be, they could be setups. Well, I definitely believe like in like, I don't, I don't think Sandy hook is a conspiracy, Mm-mm. but I do believe like, well, and it's actually fact that there were um, actors being interviewed like the news interview, what we come to find out later were, were at crisis actors. And so there's like one guy, he's at like, he was at the Dallas shooting. He was at Sandy Hook and I think the Vegas shooting. And either it's a coincidence that he was at Dallas, Vegas and was a parent of the Sandy Hook slash staff or someone. That's yeah, crazy that, coincidence. That Yeah, that would be him. Insane so, coincidence. Like I, I, I would <clears throat> totally believe that were, like, let's say, uh, Democrats kind of not. I don't. I guess I'm registered as a Republican, but I really could care less about either party. So I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking strictly against Democrats because I hate them or anything. But I would, I could believe that Democrats would capitalize on someone going out in Trump's name and mm-hmm. shooting something up. Yeah. And to the point of hiring actors to go and, and add to the hype of that. Yeah. Now, as far as like them or any party of any government being behind mass shootings, I don't know about that. Yeah. Let's see, my dad thinks that that there's like that there's like a like a certain governing party behind these shootings. Support them. Support them and essentially doing propaganda, getting people to hmm. uh, rebel against certain people, like Trump, for example. Yeah. Listen. You don't need to provide more evidence for us to not like Trump. You know, even like Republicans, we think he's an idiot. He's doing okay. Yeah. The guy's a retard, though. <laughs> we get it. You know, we we didn't want him in office either. He just happened to get there. Yeah. And it was almost like a game. Like, let's see if he can get there. Yeah. 
it's almost like, hey, let's let's start my fifty one, and it actually works. <laughs> it's like, oh shoot, it actually worked. Yeah, and like, I don't. I think it's just like the fact of Donald J. Trump as president. Yeah, like that. It's crazy. This like, guy was on, you fired like <laughs> four years ago. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't give a rip though. That's the thing. No, he doesn't. And that's what makes him so like ridiculous and stupid at the same time, like kind of good. Like honestly, he's got balls. <laughs> yeah, he's not afraid. I know he's dumb. I know he's an idiot. But it is nice to get a break from like super structured politicians. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, it's that's kind of embarrassing sometimes, but I kind of like being embarrassed. And okay, in this area, the the other countries that bag on him for being our president, saying. Oh, the U.S. is a laughing stock of the whole world. Test us. Go to war with us. Yeah. I dare you. Try something. We have the number one military in the world. The only way they'll outdo us is if you got all together and just rushed it, you know? Try to Area 51 us. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll have all the insane Republicans with their guns there was backing a, them. There was a Japanese... Um, uh, general who said he was scared to invade America be- because behind every blade of grass there's an American with a gun. That right there is why we're so great. Mm-hmm. It's like we hate each other when, when it comes to like Democrat, Republican, but China's like, we're coming after you. It's like, oh, dude, forget the beef. Yeah. We have beef. <laughs> it's like Bloods and Crips going against <laughs> another gang, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny, man. Donald Trump. I mean, I I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I'd rather... Okay. No, uh, I won't go. No. <laughs> you won't I was, was going to bring up Hillary. Oh, dude. But I didn't want to get too pl- political on no, the no, podcast. No, no. I'm not voting for president anymore. See, I, I couldn't do that. Here's why. Because... One, I don't want to vote just in my party. That's what I end up doing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Two, if I did, my vote in California doesn't count. And yeah. It, and when it comes to stuff like state laws that are Republican versus Democrat laws mm-hmm. or anything that's Republican versus Democrat, my vote will never count in California. Yeah. And then someone told me like, well, if you take that stance, then it definitely won't count. It's like, no, it doesn't matter. If... For my vote to count, you would have to change the mind of all the Democrats to turn Republican. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll vote on like you know local stuff, fine. But when it comes to president, why vote for someone that you? Because I didn't. I hate as far as presidential candidates, I hated Trump and Hillary. Mm-hmm. So why vote for either of them? And people say you don't vote, you don't have the right to complain. BS, dude. That's a bunch of crap. So either you be dumb and pick one of the stupid candidates or you have no right to complain. Come on. But I feel like if you don't if you don't show that you're trying to change with voting, I don't know, I feel like just but how can you try to change something <clears throat> if you literally won't change it? Like literally. Are you are you going to vote Democrat for a president? 
Okay, so your vote will literally never count in California. Never. Hey, then it'll just be another Republican vote. No. Okay, sure. Vote for the Republicans. And then vote for... Sure. Okay. Let's say you do vote, and every Republican does vote. I mean, yeah. Still won't matter. It's still... Because California is... A blue state. Full of... So it still won't matter. Yeah. So... You say, "Oh, I'm going to vote to change something." You're not changing anything. I mean, I know it's not going to change, but so I, I mean, I'd so still rather. Saying, I get the mentality of like my vote counts, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't count in California if you're Republican. I'd still rather vote Republican than not do anything. Or well, yeah, yeah, to- yeah. But let, let's say you hate Trump and you can't support anything about him. I don't know if you can or not. I don't know. Let's say you hate Hillary and you can't support anything about her. Why would you vote for either one? Especially in California. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, without, because I do, I like, I have a stance on it, so I don't really know how to answer that. I disagree with our whole, our whole voting system, too. Mm -hmm. I get it. I really do. But, equal representation, everything. But people say, well, you know, if it was a complete democracy, then California, New York would be, um, kind of deciding for the whole country. They already are. Yeah. Anything that happens in California eventually goes to all the other countries. And New mm-hmm. York eventually goes to all the other, sorry, not countries, um, states. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. Okay, something that... That's what we're not democracy. I think is funny is people bagging on capitalism. <laughs> because Garrett, uh, he actually, his girlfriend, Julia... She she got uh, an anti-capitalism uh, invite on, like, Facebook or something yeah. from, like, people at her college. And it's, like, and we're, like even my daddy's, like, well, what, what the heck is anti-capitalism? Communism? And then the first sentence said, hello, comrades. Oh, gosh. So yeah. it's just, okay. Yeah. Can, yeah. Oh That's what my. it is. The fact of wanting to go to communism. Well, and then say, no, it's it's democratic socialism. That's a mask for communism. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, that's like the devil coming in, in as an angel of light. That's what democratic socialism is. Yeah. Or socialism in general. There's a guy this, that was at this church. He's He's from Sweden. And he's all for socialism. Um, and he's like, well, I don't know why you guys are against socialism. I said, because it never, you can't name one country where it works. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, Sweden's a socialist country. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not a socialist country. You have capitalism there. Like, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work anywhere. Uh, it's so funny. How does a guy say, if you want to teach your kids about socialism, if you have three kids, have one kid go out and do a bunch of yard work and promise him 10 bucks. When he gets in from doing yard work, pay him his $10 take six of it away from him and split it up between his siblings <laughs> who did nothing all day. That's what socialism is. Yeah. Uh. But then, okay, so with capitalism, do you think Amazon should be able to, and Google, for example, should be able to monopolize like they, like they are? Mm, no. Uh, just because there's... Uh, because of competition and everything, because if there's a monopoly, but isn't that anti 
capitalistic, not like anti, like communism, but like, isn't that against a capitalist model? Shouldn't they be free to do that in a free market? And hasn't the public put them there already by choosing to go with them so much? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. But I feel like it's good to have competition because if there was no competition, they'd be able to set any price they want. But define competition, though, like being actually competitive, like they're neck and neck or the presence of other companies. I feel well, either both really. Well, if you're talking about just Amazon and Google, I feel like there's really no neck and neck with that. Right. But but why is there no neck and neck? There's because they're just so popular. Yeah, because the public chose that. Yeah. And isn't that capitalism? So why break them up? So we want to, I don't have a stance on this. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But we want to break them up because other companies can't be creative enough to get the attention of the public. Hmm. Now, if they're breaking laws, then, I mean, punish them, but that still wouldn't necessarily mean you have to break them up. Yeah. So I see like, oh, we, we, Google can't be a monopoly. And you know, who, you know the people who say that the most? Hmm. Republicans. Because Google and I think Amazon too, they have a more democratic-leaning agenda. Sorry, I was just going to say something, but I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um. so I don't know. I don't like. But it's okay. If, if it's a true capitalistic free market, then if someone... <laughs> Someone is free to come up with a better alternative than Amazon. And if it's actually better, then mm-hmm. the public will go with it. And, yeah. you know, you'll Amazon will be unmonopolized. See, well, I feel like it's just like we set the rule of not being able to become a monopoly so that they don't set whatever price they want. But even there, like if you outprice yourself, like if, if I can find something, the reason I go to Amazon is because mostly, most of the time it's cheaper on Amazon. Yeah. So if there's another company that can give it to me cheaper, I'm not shopping at Amazon. Mm-hmm. So they can go ahead and set the price all they want. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about just not in the sense of just Amazon and like just being at Amazon or being the company. Say like you have companies that have um, like closer competition. Uh, if you're thinking Target and Walmart. Okay. So I feel like like in that sense, um, sorry, I forgot where I was going. They're, yeah, their prices I, are more. Com- they're competing yeah. with each other for pricing. Yeah. But so, like, okay, think of the game monopoly. Someone wins because they, essentially, they have all the power and they've drained everyone else of their own power. Mm-hmm. Unless Amazon breaks laws, I don't see how they could do that. How how can they stop? They can't stop me from making junglegym.com mm-hmm. and doing their same service. Yeah. 
So why is it why is it that they are like a quote unquote monopoly? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now with Google, I understand because they're like they're manipulating search engines and stuff. Mm-hmm. But okay, so build a new search engine that's not as good as Google but follows better rules. Yeah, like Jordan Peterson. You know who Jordan Peterson is. Mm-mm. He's a pretty like famous Canadian psychologist right now because of his stances. He wants to make a social media app that's just like Facebook, but there's no rules. They're yeah. not going to censor you for anything, nothing like that. You can post whatever the heck you want. And so there's no censorship because now Facebook is censoring a lot of... Like the, uh, I follow a, a church who just had posted a video of three pastors at a round table talking about how abortion's bad and Facebook Facebook censored their, all their videos and took two of them down. Hmm. And that happens in all the time. They'll post videos and get this this guy got banned from Facebook like six times because he's posting stuff where he's just talking about how abortion's bad and um how the government isn't our final authority. And they shut him down like six times. So Jordan Peterson wants to make this essentially anti Facebook, which is post mm-hmm. whatever you even if it's bad stuff, like you wanna you wanna promote Nazism. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to listen to you. Yeah. And the rest of the world doesn't. I don't know. Capitalism. Mm. We got super political this now. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm all for uh, limited government. That's all I have to say. Yeah. My ears are hot. <laughs> and they hurt. And we still have one more topic. How much time do you think we're at right now? I feel like two and a half. We're at one hour and 40 minutes. We're at one hour and 40 minutes? Yeah. Dude. It feels, feels so long. 8.30. What was your last time? Oh, okay. Well, this goes perfectly with capitalism. The concept of currency. It was our extra fine topic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Why do we have money? Again, to, we're just scratching the surface here. Yeah, to exchange things for other things. But why why is a piece of paper so valuable? I I don't know. Or even gold. Why is gold yeah. valuable? I don't like that's it's so it's a pressure metal. Okay, I get yeah. that. So it should not ever move in value, ever. Then mm-hmm. but it does. I don't with gold, I feel like that goes all the way back. I don't know why it would be why it was associated with it, but being associated with royalty. Right. And having money. Right. Maybe because it's shiny and it's a yeah. cool color. But still even there, it's sort of rare material. Okay. I, I get I get that now. Mm-hmm. But even there, you're you're putting tons of worth into something that is just an object. Yeah, like what if it was what if uh what if instead of gold, it was just like iron or a piece of granite? Yeah. But then that, that's an abundance, so it's not a special. Yeah. Something like with gold and diamond. Like with, with currency, though, like. And it's weird that other currencies have different values. Like how US dollar doesn't equal the same as like right. a Canadian or. Yeah. Uh, so like a peso. Or and I'm sure there's answers to this stuff I'm about to say. 
I'm not an economist, so I don't really know. But it's okay. Oh, the dollar is losing its value. Stop printing money. Mm-hmm. It's all man-made. Yeah, stop printing money. <clears throat> if yeah. it's losing its value, that means there's too many of dollar bills out there, so stop printing the money. Yeah. Is it not that simple? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not that simple. See, that's what I always thought. Or like, the how come dollars not valuable enough? Oh, we'll print more of it. It's a piece yeah. of paper. Literally comes out of a printer. Yeah. Like, stop and go. And that's kind of one thing that but you can't print more gold. Yeah. That's one thing that I've kind of like. <laughs> you know how our government is like so in debt. Yeah. <laughs> print more money. Why can't we print? the money yeah or like say like we're in debt to other countries why can't we print more money to pay to them i don't know dude i'm I'm sure like, there's a very logical answer that we just don't know about but I don't yeah because that's the thing too is like i get it with uh i can understand gold being currency because you can't make more of it yeah and you can't it's a set amount that's been made yeah so you can't be like, oh, just we'll just make more gold and then send it off. But money is literally It's in our hands. Man made. Yeah. Yes. Like you can go make a brand new dollar. Yeah. I, feel I like, never said too, yeah, just, just just print more money. Yeah. It can't be that hard. And it can't cost that much. It can't cost more money to print than it does to print the money. I mean, than the money coming out is yeah. worth, you know. That's so weird. There's nothing, there's nothing special on paper money either. It's mm-hmm. like it's infused with gold or anything. Yeah, it's cloth. That's so weird. I, I feel like the the penny is gonna end up uh not being necessary anymore. Here's my knee jerk response to that: If the penny goes, the rest of physical money is gonna go. Because why do you think the penny's gonna go? Just because, like, I don't like. There's really no need for cent. Well, I feel like okay. We don't need to continue to make it. Like, but, but see, still I, have if, it. But if you stop making the penny, it would, it would at some point outgrow the value of a dollar. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Okay. That's a thing. Yeah. I'm, well. Okay. Yeah. I've never thought about that. So then we're trading penny. Like, hey, do you have <laughs> thirty year, year three thousand? Hey, do you have a twenty nineteen penny? Probably worth more than the fifty bar, fifty dollar bill. Yeah, that's the year they stopped printing pennies. See, hey, maybe it'd make coin collecting more valuable. Yeah, well, that's the thing too. Rare coins. The coin you made to equal up to a dollar with a couple of them, mm-hmm. if they're rare enough, they're now worth more than a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, but they're still being printed. I don't get currency. I, I I get bartering and trading and stuff because you have what I want and I ha- I might have what you want. Mm-hmm. So let's trade. But now it's like you have what I want. So here is something that you could use to get what you want somewhere else. Yeah. That also, only, that only makes sense to me because I live in that reality. Hmm. But also cryptocurrency. Yeah. Bitcoin. Where is the value in that? What can you get with Bitcoin other than people buying buying it from you? 
you're buying money from other people. So say like say you have a dollar. All right. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. A normal dollar that you can find on the street. I mean, obviously, Bitcoin, you can't find that on the street. You can't find it really anywhere. But just like the fact of you paying for money. You have a dollar. I'm like, I want that dollar. I'll give you $50 for that $1. Yeah, dude. Like, <clears throat> and this dollar doesn't even exist. Yeah. It's an idea on a computer. And it's like, what What are you going to do with that once you have it? And right now the answer is like, well, there's not really a market for it yet because it's still new. What am I going to yeah. buy with it? But who's going to buy with it if there's no market for it? If someone has to start using it for something. Yeah, but I mean, if we have paper money, we already have debit and credit cards. What What's going to be the use for a cryptocurrency? Yeah. And it, oh gosh, that like... I just don't understand that. How like you're just you're paying for money when you buy Bitcoin. Okay, this is from their site, Bitcoin.org. <clears throat> FAQ. There's a ton of FAQ questions, by the way, and they're broken up into sections. It's from the economy section. Why do Bitcoins have value? Bitcoins have value because they are useful as a form of money. Bitcoin has the characteristics of money. Durability, portability, fungibility, scarcity, divisibility, and recognizability based on the properties of mathematics rather than relying on physical properties like gold or silver or trust in central authorities like flat currencies. In short, Bitcoin is backed by mathematics. With these attributes, all that is required for a form of money to hold value is trust in adoption. And in the case of Bitcoin, this can be measured by its growing base of users, merchants, and startups, as well with all currency. Bitcoin's values come only indirectly from people willing to accept them as payment. Huh. But see, you still have to buy Bitcoin with actual money. Yeah. Could you buy Bitcoin with Bitcoin? No, because you can't buy... You can trade it, I guess. Oh, yeah. But, but Bitcoin, there's no like... Dollar Bitcoin, ten dollar Bitcoin. Yeah, like you could trade ten dollar bills for one. And you who could, put you a, can trade ten one dollar bills for one ten dollar bill? And who put a value on Bitcoin though? That the people using that—that's what it said. Like, because there's as other all, as with all currency, Bitcoin's value comes only and directly oh, from okay, people yeah, willing yeah. to accept them as payment. See, but the fact that someone put value on that is insane because there's other cryptocurrencies. But is it insane though? Because someone at some point in time said. I put ink on a piece of paper and this is good enough to buy a goat. <laughs> well, I guess if and someone's like, sure, I'll take a piece of paper to give you my goat. I feel like maybe that, I mean, that's more justifiable because we came from trading only. We came from, so you're still trading a physical thing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So let's like, say like how like back, like old, like I'll trade, like I'll trade you a cow for a certain goat. Yeah. Say. So like I feel like it comes from that almost. And I don't know, but I I guess it comes from like the same thing with Bitcoin though. Well, but, yeah, all currency is trading. Yeah. But at I've, what point were we like I'll accept a piece of paper for my goat? Yeah. When did we first start 
don't know. Um, making I'm sure it went way back, see. way, way back. Yeah. Can Bitcoin become worthless? Yes. Yeah. History is littered with currents, currencies that failed and are no longer used, such as German Mark during the Weimar Republic, and more recently the Zimbabwean dollar. Hmm. It's just insane. Like, I don't... Just the fact of Dang. from June paying physical money for from June sorry from January two thousand thirteen to January two thousand fourteen it went up from below a hundred dollars to eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> but that's the thing you you pay eleven hundred bucks and what does that get you one Bitcoin? That's what I'm yeah like or eleven hundred Bitcoin. I don't know. And how do and investing in Bitcoin? What does that do? What are you investing See, in? See, I don't know. That's what I've always thought. I feel like you're just giving money to Bitcoin. You're adding more value to it. Dude. How does Bitcoin work? From a user perspective, Bitcoin is nothing more than a mobile app or computer program that provides a personal Bitcoin wallet and allows users to send and receive Bitcoins with them. <laughs> Who's using this, though? I've heard Bitcoin used one time, and it was on a, it was on Parks and Recreation, <laughs> where this guy fixes a computer, and he's like, "How much do I owe you?" Oh, just pay me in Bitcoin. That's See, the only time I've ever heard Bitcoin in the fictional used. world. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, how do you buy Bitcoin? See, and also, obviously, I have no idea how Bitcoin works and how to obtain it. But is it possible that so it's in your computer, right? It's online, yeah. Or yeah. Is it possible for someone to hack it or anything? It has to be, yeah. And it so has to be. in that way And how do you track it? Yeah. Dude, this is blowing my mind right now. Oh, my gosh. I feel like the only only smart people that had Bitcoin were the ones that sold it in the peak. Those are are the only smart people. The ones that have it now, they just have money in quotes. Okay, so I clicked on buy Bitcoin. There's three options. Use Bitcoin Exchange. Our Bitcoin Exchange page lists many different businesses that can help you buy Bitcoin using your bank account. That sounds bad. Browse a P2P directory. Using an exchange based off of a peer-to-peer directory lets you search and browse through various sellers of Bitcoin. Sellers have reviews and feedback scores to help you choose. And then Bitcoin ATM. Bitcoin ATMs work like a regular ATM, except they allow you to deposit and withdraw money so that you can buy and sell Bitcoin. Let's go to Bitcoin Exchange. Or my computer explode right now. <laughs> this is so confusing. Um, let's go with Bitflyer. Oh, I better not wake up and have all my savings drained tomorrow. <laughs> What's the thing too? Okay, so how do you get money? If you have zero dollars, nothing, 
how do you get money? You you go work for it. Mm-hmm. If you have zero Bitcoin, you work or sell. You work or what? Or sell? Sell, yeah. sell like sell things. If you have zero Bitcoin. How do you get Bitcoin? You can't work for it, and you can't sell something to. I mean, I guess you could sell something to get it, but yeah, I guess you could sell something to get it. That goes back to hey, give me your gut. I'll give you a piece of paper. Yeah, dude, what in the world? Sign up. I'm not signing up for this. That's so weird. And why do we decide paper money was a good idea? I don't know. Well, what other money could there be? Well, before it was like phys- like actual things that like gold. Mm-hmm. You trade with gold coins. Yeah. Maybe because that was just so rare. The paper is like the least rare thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And do you think the value of any money whatsoever will go up once we've deforested the entire world? And it becomes harder to print paper money? Or do you think we'll just move to Bitcoin? I hope we don't move to Bitcoin. You hope we don't? Yeah. Why not? Why don't we become just as stable as in regular as regular money? Maybe after years and years and years and years of using it, it'd become, yep, it would become more like money that is now. But I feel like at the start, only the richest of the rich is going to have it. Okay. This is top thing, top 10 things you didn't know about money. The first paper money, paper bills were first used by the Chinese who started carrying folded money during the Tang Dynasty. AD 618 to 8907. Hmm. The largest banknote. Measuring in a rough measuring in at roughly the size of a sheet of legal paper, the world's largest single banknote is the 100,000 peso note created by the government of the Philippines in 1998 (laughs) designed to celebrate a century of independence from Spanish rule. The note was offered only to collectors who could purchase one of the limited edition notes for $180,000 pesos. Sorry, for 180,000 pesos. You have to pay more for this. So so I have a $10 bill Mm -hmm. and you want this $10 bill? So I'm going to make you pay me $18 to get this $10 bill. How does that make sense? I don't know. And, but, and by the way, in another country, this $10 bill in another currency is worth $3.07. See, that's what, that's that's what trips me up. Yeah. Is, so this is what it says, 180 pesos or about 3700 3, US dollars. See, I just, I, I don't understand. Like, how come the whole world isn't on the same currency? I guess maybe because we can't agree on what, well, oh gosh. There's so <laughs> much, there's yeah. so much into this. So why can't we agree a house should be this price based on, uh, we might be becoming socialist here, but based <laughs> on like, this is the amount of money you need to live. Mm-hmm. So a house should be this much. And people say, well, then you wouldn't, you know, 
people would make less. But what does it matter if they make less if they're relatively less, if they're still making enough to live? And yeah. the reason they make, that making less matters is because you're, we're assuming the value of everything else is staying high if we lower the price of houses, for example. Yeah. So it's like you go to Kansas. Everything's cheaper there. Yeah. Yeah, but the minimum wage is also $7.25. Yeah, exactly. So like, why is that even different? Why is my dollar worth more in a different state in the same country? Yeah. Or or my labor maybe is worth more in a different state. Uh I think or less. I want, I'm trying to think of like the right word to go with, but I want to say like popularity. Like obviously like California is more popular than Kansas. So but and why does <clears throat> Well, maybe you had to maybe you had to pay more to get better labor. Oh, that makes more sense yeah. then, actually. That's why you have capitalism, mm. and that's why actually they say um, minimum wage was actually a very racist act because people hired. Back, way back then, like 1800s, they hired black people because their labor was cheaper because mm-hmm. they quote-unquote weren't worth as much. But they didn't want them to be black working for them. They wanted white people because they hated black people. Mm-hmm. And so they made minimum wage to where they could hire, or they, minimum, uh, they had minimum wage, so now they have to hire the black person for the same rate as the white person. Yeah. So it was kind of like it's a slap in the face. So now black people get less work because they'd rather have a white person who sucks at their physical labor be doing the person than a black person would. Mm-hmm. And the same thing like the education system way back when, you got better education because educators had to compete to get jobs. Yeah. So like if you and I were trying to teach at the same school, the better teacher would get the job. So naturally, we compete and become better teachers, mm-hmm. and so you get better and better teaching programs. So maybe it's the same thing like in California. There's so much more people that you have to pay a higher rate to get better working individuals. Yeah. But then, the rest of the world, the rest of California says, "Okay, you're gonna you're gonna pay minimum wage eleven fifty. Then I'm gonna make a gallon of milk, whatever price gallon of milk is." Exactly. Dude, don't get me started on minimum wage. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's your grievances with it? People that think we should raise minimum wage is they're ridiculous. Why and why do you say that? I was gonna say stupid, but I don't want to be that mean. <clears throat> because Well, because I think a lot of people see it as well, I get more money, which is true. But everything else is gonna go up. Yeah. The price of everything. Look at California. The price our minimum wage is eleven fifty. Yeah, and, and it doesn't go up immediately with everything, so you get a little lead time. But it eventually does go up. Yeah, like look at how much a house in our city is. Yeah, uh, one story, two bedroom, one bathroom house is on average, I think, two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, take that in a lower minimum wage state. I mean, like, obviously, yeah. Unless it's a mansion in a really nice neighborhood. Yeah. 
like the houses when I was in Idaho, the houses there, dude, it looked like everyone was rich. Okay, so the houses in Kansas, you know the houses here in Dobbenberger? Yeah. They're like super nice houses. Mm-hmm. The same exact house and neighborhood, probably even better, were selling for, I think the top one I saw was 550 Dude, it's crazy. Uh, you, you probably pay well over a million for a house yeah, in Dobbenberger here. Yeah, a 1.5 to $2 million house will be half that in an, a state like the Midwest. Yeah. So like... A house my parents' size, I think it was in, ten, in Georgia, I think Christina found, was $110,000, I think. That's ridiculous. Well, and it was crazy, too, is my parents' house, so right now, a, a downtown, <clears throat> a two-bedroom, one-bath house is about $206,000 downtown. Mm-hmm. That was the price of my parents' house in 2012, I think. And they have one, two, three, four bedrooms, three bathrooms, two-story home. So, like, how does that happen? Yeah. Because, well, also... And how did the market burst? Yeah. Like, why does that Why does that happen? Yeah. I feel like we took an economics class on our answers. <laughs> we get the answers <laughs> yeah, all this. Yeah, probably. But, but also, um, just going off the fact of how Kansas... Their minimum wage is what you said. I think last time I checked it was seven twenty five or seven twenty five. Yeah, but so the minimum wage keeps things down. Will keep prices of things down. Um, what consumer goods? But also, there's jobs there that are paying way higher. Yeah, that are paying like fifteen an hour. Yeah, so seven twenty five right now, twenty nineteen. Yeah, and so my sister and brother in law live there, and they said. Yeah, they hire kids to wash cars at car washes for 15 bucks an hour. Yeah. And so here, cool. you have to have a $15 hour job, $15 hour job to live, yeah. Yeah, if you want to live a nice life. A fairly well, nice life, you know. If you want to live, speak. Yeah. So, if you worked 40 hours a week and made 1150, let's just do this math real quick. Say so and a one bedroom apartment is roughly 1250, 1300 mm-hmm. without utilities. No internet. Yeah. So eleven fifty times forty a week times four weeks in a month times point eight oh eight for taxes. Minimum wage full time you would make f- roughly fifteen hundred dollars a month. Okay, so let's take fifteen hundred <laughs> and subtract the cost of a one bedroom apartment. Let's go on the low end and say it's eleven hundred dollars a month, which is ridiculously low for a one bedroom apartment. Yeah, you only have four hundred dollars left over for gas, for food. Let's say gas costs you two hundred. Let's say gas costs you seventy five dollars a month, which is you're not going anywhere. Yeah, that's like one tank for me. Okay, how many? Let's say two tanks. So let's say minus one fifty for gas a month. You have two hundred fifty dollars left. Wait, so you're saying that you have the place without utilities? Without utilities. And so a small place like that, mm, I'm going to say in a hot summer or cold winter, 100 bucks utilities. Like my parents, I think the most of their pay for utilities is 300 bucks with a pool, two-story house, and 104-degree weather. So 100 bucks is... So mm-hmm. you have 150 left. You paid for your gas. You paid for your utilities. And your live like your apartment, you haven't eaten yet. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and probably around a hundred of that is going to go to the groceries. So, and that that's like we went to the grocery store for this week, for for for, and we're eating at my parents on Wednesday mm-hmm. and my mother in law's on Monday, and we're eating ourselves Tuesday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So five five days of groceries for us. We went today, sixty two bucks, and we went to Walmart, <coughs> the Walmart grocery mm-hmm. store. Most expensive thing we got was a, a chuck roast. That's just they're just expensive anyways. Yeah, it wasn't organic, nothing like that. So, let's say you do a hundred a month in groceries. That's like you're probably eating McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You have fifty bucks left. <laughs> you have no internet. You better have a. You can't afford internet. <laughs> get a nice bucks. radio. Yeah, <laughs> that's minimum wage. <clears throat> you cannot live. In Turlock on minimum wage. Nope. Like you, you're on the verge of not feeding yourself. Yeah. Do you make minimum wage at your your job? Uh, I make. I believe it's twelve. So if it, pretty much minimum wage. So what's an extra fifty cents? Yeah. And you don't work full time either, huh? No. At fifty, you would need at least fifteen an hour. Yeah. I have two jobs. One of my jobs, I make eighteen seventy five an hour, and that's enough for me to live comfortably. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like we're not doing tons of extra stuff with that. Yeah. Eighteen seventy five an hour. But if you made fifteen an hour, I could live like I'm making eighty seventy five an hour in Kansas by making fifteen an hour. That's almost four whole dollars less. Yeah. <clears throat> if I lived in Kansas, I could shop at Whole Foods every day. <laughs> Here, Whole Foods is like going out to a fancy restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't get it, dude. I really don't. Yeah, that's that's my beef with minimum wage <laughs> and people that think we should raise minimum. Well, because they're not thinking past <clears throat> past the fact that everything else is going to go up. Yeah, and again, they think, yeah, okay, I'm getting more money, so milk's not going to skyrocket the second minimum wage hit goes up, but it's going to go up eventually. Yeah, and I love milk. And you know what's sad too is the healthier you eat, the more expensive it, it is. Mm-hmm. So we did a whole thirty one time. And we got nice, clean, like organic food. Yeah. We, you can't do it. Yeah. You can't. A, do it. Yeah. I mean, you can, but it's like you're gonna go. Your extra money is going to to buying. Yeah. Unless you eat less, but we're eating two meals a day. I think three meals a day. Mm-hmm. That's why we have an obesity problem in America too, because healthy <laughs> food's too expensive. And here in California, we like them rice and beans, man. <laughs> Those burritos. Those, that good, good taco shop. Oh, ah, sounds so good right now. I know. I wish they were open. California burrito. I never had it from taco shop? Yeah. What's in it? Uh, I get the same exact <clears throat> thing at taco shop every time you, I go. You need to get California burrito. I need to. Okay. All right. <laughs> I need to take you to this one place. <clears throat> I've taken... Uh, a few of my friends. I've taken Katie. It's called Agave Azul. 
Is it in? Um, it's in Houston. Yep. Have you been there? No, but my friend Honor's been there. He said it's amazing. He said they you, have the best fish tacos. You need to go there. He's ever laid eyes on. I'm gonna take you there. I'm he said it's kind of run like it's kind of like a hole in the wall. He said, "Yeah, like yeah. you, you'd see it, and like you wouldn't think twice." The blue agave, yeah, <laughs> and like, dude, oh my gosh, it's so good. What like, do you get there? California burrito. Really? Okay, what's in the California burrito <clears throat> at both places? Uh, it's carne asada, sour cream, guacamole, uh, cilantro, pico de gallo. And fries. <laughs> what? That's what makes it. French is, fries. Is it spicy? No. It's not spicy. You so know, you can, you know you can have it. Yeah, you can have it. <laughs> Don't get like any hot sauce or anything, but you can have it and be fine. I used that mild sauce in my breeder last time I went. Oh. I was like, oh man, I don't know if I could finish this thing. <laughs> Are you kidding? I didn't I would Dude. I wouldn't put that because I would I don't get it in the burrito. Mm-hmm. I get it, you know the the um Oh I thought you were I thought you were talking about like Taco Bell mild sauce. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. That's like sweet. No, to talk, me. no I I hate Taco Bell mild, mild sauce. Uh man, I wish they're open right now. Anyways. Even that's it. Even like the house that ran in that nitrogen ice cream. Uh-huh. We got three ice creams and one milkshake. Oh, yeah. $26. They're okay. For my Turlock people, go to Oak Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> go to Oak Barrel. Because. Hey, but if you're a tab at lactose intolerant, if you want to go to the moon, let up on some <laughs> Oak Barrel and cut a hole in your roof, you will blast right off. <laughs> Sphincter overload. Yeah, because. Dude, the smallest size at Oak or at yeah at Oak Barrel was the size was the only size that they oh, had yeah, at House yeah. of Random, and it was five forty something. I corrected myself. I was telling my mother in law. My mother in law, I was like, "Yeah, we got a small size." Like, wait, nope, it's just one size. Yeah, there's only one size, and it was five. It was over, a little I, over five dollars. Yeah, I think it was five twenty five, maybe. Yeah, that dude. Come on, like really? No, it was more than five twenty five because that's uh fifteen seventy five. So unless Christina's milkshake was ten dollar eleven dollars. Which I wouldn't doubt it then. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was five seventy five for a and it was a small thing. Yeah. Small enough for me not to get a stomach ache. It was basically like the like it size from Coldstone. Okay, so if, I think it was five seventy five, that's seventeen twenty five for three of them. For three ice creams. I can get a bigger cone at the habit for a dollar. Mm-hmm. That tastes better too. Do you like yours? Did yours taste okay? It was uh, it didn't taste like five dollars and seventy five cents. It was mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> and they for, make, for the value that they put out, <laughs> it was not worth that much. And they make the inside look way cooler on Instagram than it actually is. Yeah. Really like we're we're just bagging on this new business. Yeah, screw that place, man. They're trying to make a startup like we are, but you know what? This is the last time you'll ever hear the name on our podcast. <laughs> or the only time that you're going to hear it so is in a bad was, sense. If our ice cream was seven five seventy five, her milkshake was $8.75. That seems reasonable. Well, not reasonable, but... Seems like about right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go to Oak Barrel. Yeah. Make your own ice cream for that matter. Yeah. Homemade ice cream is good. And they took way too long. They did. Okay. I get the milkshake... 
you you've been to Sub Zero, right? It didn't, it's been quite a while, dude. Sub Zero, I love Sub Zero because they do the same thing that House of Random does, but they do it better and faster. Yeah, and you watch them, dude, and like I don't the thing like House of Random they they make it in like a mixing bowl. The people at Sub Zero yeah. they scrape it and they make they do it by hand. Yeah, they add that love into it. And the pe- <laughs> I got that spicy spicy love. <laughs> they uh, pre bless it. <laughs> the guy looks up at you. He winks at you. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, the spudge is for you." He's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this. This ice cream is gonna take care of your sphincter real, real well later." <laughs> oh my sphincter! Oh, kiss it as it's going in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and the girls that were doing it there too, they looked like they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, and the lady didn't know how to do the card. When I was paying. She didn't. No. Oh, uh, okay, gosh. let's say a new system. Okay, okay, yeah. How simple is it? I've I've never worked a register. I guarantee I could have figured that thing out. Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, I gotta wait for a seat." I'm like, "Okay, so is my part of the transaction done here?" <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, you can go." I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. Uh, these people, man. There was a bunch of flies in there. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> We should just have like one episode where we just bag <laughs> on like all these businesses. Local businesses. Yeah. Like don't go here. Go yeah, here. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. So we were supposed to have a guest this week. We were staring at an empty chair with a mic and uh, he got sick. Yeah. It's okay. Maybe next week. Yeah. He'll, he'll be better. Yeah. He'll have some crazy stories. Yeah. He has some crazy. He sent us a list again, uh, like a one sentence, one sentence description. <laughs> I can't wait. It was, it was a lot. Wait. Yeah. It's going to be a good episode. This episode was kind of more rants, I think, and kind yeah. of sidebars, which I love. Yeah. So we're at two hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> Any closing thoughts, Trent? Uh, <sighs> don't raise minimum wage. Please don't. Uh, don't don't <laughs> invest in Bitcoin. Don't. Yeah, don't invest in Bitcoin. Don't go to House of Random. No. That's probably if you take anything <laughs> away from this podcast, from this episode, don't go to House of Random. It covers the whole pooping issue. It covers <laughs> the currency issue. I'm sure it covers in some sense a Y2K issue. Definitely covers a stress issue. Just don't go there. And you know what all those have in common? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Do try the what? Sub zero. Uh, is that what you're talking burrito, about? Uh, oh, yeah. California, California burrito? burrito from Agave okay. Azul. Okay. Let's get them some business. Yeah. Go oh, yeah. to Agave Azul in Houston. Go to Taco Shop. They're taco in shop. Uh, Turlock, and there's another location, too, I think, in Merced. Is it? Wow. The, okay, so I had a guy, a kid in my class this last, last past semester who is from Merced. He goes to school in Merced as well. Mm-hmm. And he said, Taco Shop is as close as the one is at Stan to Merced, JC. <gasps> oh, I'm gonna, I start school tomorrow. <laughs> so you know where I'm gonna be. Head up for breakfast. Oh yeah. Get a oh have you had the breakfast burritos? I haven't no. They're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. It's El Asadero, <clears throat> same taco shop. Oh dude. Yep. So yeah. Do go there. <clears throat> uh do subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and leave us a five star review. Yep. Do contact us at 209-250-7527. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you think about cryptocurrency, about stress. Uh, do you poop in your hand? I don't. I because I certainly do you? don't. I mean, I might have a couple times in my life, but not now, not currently. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, contact us, leave us a voicemail. <clears throat> Follow us at Steel Wool Pod on Instagram and Twitter and leave us a voicemail at steelwoolpod at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us your thoughts on a House of Random, if you've been there. Yeah. If you haven't, I'm not going to tell you to go. <laughs> but <laughs> If you happen to happen upon it. Yeah. Before listening to this podcast. Tell us how it is. Yeah, tell us how it is. Tell us how much you hate it. Until next time, keep scratching. <laughs> We're going with it. <laughs>